This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And today I have a guest with us. We are going to be talking to Allison Jingris, who has been on the show before. And we have to watch ourselves when we get together to make sure we stick to the topic. <laughs> we, we definitely have to watch ourselves. So welcome, Allison. Well, you already have me laughing. Thank you for having me on, Diana. We do, we really do travel the, the gamut of topics when we get together, but today I promise to stay on topic. I'm, and I'm going to do my best too, because I have, actually I have notes, so that always helps me stay on topic. So a little bit about Allison and her new book. So her new book is called Encountering Signs of Faith, and we're going to talk about that, and I'm very excited. Allison is a Catholic new media consultant. She supports Family Rosary, Catholic Mom, and the Diocese of Fall River. She is the host and creator of the podcast, A Seeking Heart. Allison developed and acquired six volumes in the Stay Connected Journal for Women series and wrote two of them, The Gift of Invitation and Seeking Peace. She is a contributor to a number of books, including the Ave Maria Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers, Called by Name, and the Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion. Allison has been featured on a variety of Catholic television and radio programs and podcasts, and she contributes regularly to LPI, diocesan.com, Catholic Mom, Family Rosary, Women in the New Evangelization, Amazing Catechists, and Catholic Sisters. And Allison is also the co-host of the Catholic Momcast. Welcome. Welcome. It's always, you know, if you're starting to not feel so well about yourself and feeling like you haven't accomplished anything in the world, I really recommend everybody write a bio and then hand it to a friend and say, just read this to me. <laughs> I think that is a great, great idea. I loved your new book. Thank you. Loved it. That means a lot coming from you. It is the book to read for people who think Catholics are odd or obsessed <laughs> with Things, which right? we, we have all the things with all the things and the stuff. <laughs> Our swag, Catholic swag. We have a lot of Catholic swag. That's right. Well, we actually have a, an official name for Catholic swag, though. So why don't you finish telling us the whole <laughs> title of your book, Allison? Ah, the official title, Sacramentals. So the name of the book is Encountering Signs of Faith, My Unexpected Journey with Sacramentals, the Saints and the Abundant Grace of God. And that's going to be out with Ave Maria Press after October 28th, God willing. It's already had you know, fallen victim to the, the supply chain issues that everybody is um, experiencing. And I was probably the only author who got that email and went, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I'm so <laughs> overwhelmed. I love that I get to do all these amazing things in the world. And I work for Family Rosary and we're October is the month of the rosary. So you can imagine we're a tiny bit busy preparing for that. So I was grateful for the little bit of grace that God gave me. But I'm excited to get this truly into people's hands because it is a, all, all books are a labor of love. It's birthing your thoughts into the world through this little tiny book. Uh, but for me, it had so much to do with discovering the, the the breadth and depth of our faith through sacramentals, through the tangible ways we can encounter Christ. And I am so excited for other people 
to to make these discoveries alongside of me as they read Encountering Signs of Faith. And that really is what I was referencing when I said you're making something accessible that sometimes seems so odd to people, maybe who are not raised, uh, not necessarily, even if you're raised Catholic, because I think it really does depend on your culture. Um, Allison and I were chatting about that a little bit before. So she's Portuguese background. I'm Italian background, in case you hadn't guessed on that one. Um, and for us, like, I didn't know they were called sacramentals. They were just the things that we had in our house. Because exactly. if you weren't, like, were you really Catholic? Were you really Italian? Or were you really Portuguese? <laughs> you know, right. I think, so I think that's also interesting. Um, so what, so a sacramental, let's define that word for people, Allison. Let's not be like the Catholic people who don't tell the other people all the things. We have all the secrets. So a sacramental is, it, it's a blessing. It could be an object like a medal or a statue or rosary. It can be sacred. Uh, Art, it's like sacred image, statues, it's all these things that um, prepare us to cooperate and to receive the grace available from God through the sacraments, uh, through his just his generosity. They do not themselves give grace. They are not magic. They are not talisman or lucky charms, but they remind us. Of the inv- their visible reminders of the invisible God. Ooh, I think I need to write that down somewhere. <laughs> Good thing we're recording this. <laughs> and I love how God just like thinks out loud through my mouth. Um, or I think out loud with God through my mouth. But so they're in their visible reminders of the in- the grace of the invisible God. And they do prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the grace. And, you know, we were, we were talking about, um, you know, in my culture wearing medals, like you, you had one on, I have like a thousand because this is just kind of how we roll. Like I, I couldn't leave one off. Like I wear a, a crucifix and, um, because I have eczema, I have to wear a metal scapula. I can't wear one of those clothy ones, which I love, but they, they just don't agree with my skin. I wear a St. Benedict medal for protection. I have to wear are a miraculous medal because uh, it's Mary and the, you know, Fatima, Portugal, Mary, we're all very closely tied together. So like, I, I didn't know which one to leave off. So I just wear them all. <laughs> I think, I think it's important that the sacramental, the item, the physical item is not the point. The right. point is that it points us to Christ, to God, to an invisible reality. So we have something tangible and then something intangible. Yes. You know, a really great example of that that I hadn't thought of um, until I started to research the book is our wedding rings. Like when we, you can, like I love to sometimes fiddle with my, my wed, wedding ring when I need that grace not to kick my, son, my husband in the shins. Like <laughs> it's the reminder of the grace that we received um, in that, in that vow, in that marriage, in that sacrament, the holy uh, matrimony. And we, so that's a, I think a really great example of the connection between the grace and the sacrament. And a sacramental is that wedding ring just reminds me that there's grace in that and that he is it is hard, a good man. And I have to keep reminding myself <laughs> that sometimes, you know, even though he's a deacon, he can still be a, a pain in the tuchus. <laughs> yeah. Well, as as someone who um, I, I there's, there's one deacon that help, helps used to help 
uh, through formation of, of men who were studying to become deacons. And he would always say, at their best moments, they are still just men. Oh, amen. And I would think, yes, there you go. They're men. <laughs> they are. And not that men are bad. No, we like men. Just like we're just women. We're, we're, there's, there's no, you know, yes. the supernatural only comes when we access God amen. and when we access his grace, right? So the story, because even though this is a work of nonfiction, there's a story in this book, which I loved reading about. Tell us a little bit about what else, what other meaning does faith have in this book? Ah, yes. So this is a, a double play on names that the word faith. So my daughter, who's adopted from China, who's profoundly deaf, she's about three years old, we brought her home. Her name is Faith because it took all the faith I had in the world to go all the way to China and bring home a child with special needs. And the, and the Lord just a, appeared in the most amazing, in, incredible ways from the moment of revealing to me in prayer that we um, that she would be deaf, now we that she would be three, like answering, I believe, my prayer of how will I know this is my child. Like you give breath, birth, and you pretty much know this is your kid. But adoption, it can be a little unnerving, and especially when you first begin, like how will I know, Lord, which child you had for me? He made it pretty clear. Deaf three-year-old in China. Yep, that was that was her. And it was in teaching her the faith. And in the book, I call her Faithy, which we do call her that here. My Her godmother gave her that nickname. And as I was trying to write the book, and I'm using the word faith and her name, and I'm like, oh, this is so confusing. And I thought, how convenient that she's nicknamed Faithy. So I refer to her as Faithy. So Faithy, um, trying to teach her the faith without any language. She came to us without knowing uh, uh, how to read, obviously, in the English, because she was in China, but no one had taught her even Chinese sign language. So zero language. And how do I share the faith I love so much that brought me to, literally brought me to her. And I needed to get kind of creative. And I started to look at the visible signs of the faith. And so that's how, so I tell the story, all the God moments, and they're abundant of how, we came to have her in our home, all the saints, my saint, hashtag Saint Posse that showed up and uh, really made this, for me, almost an impossible task possible because nothing truly is impossible with God, as the scriptures tell us. And so I tell the story of her adoption. I talk about saints and I bring in the tangible uh, elements of our faith in encountering signs of faith. I loved the how everything was woven together. And then the last part of each chapter, of course, is some ideas of how you can find grace. The section is actually called Uncovering Grace. And then some tips for actually how to implement sacramentals in your life. So that section is called Grace Building Activities. And and then the saints are woven throughout. That's Allison refers to the saints that she relies on as her saint posse. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just really, I have two. I probably need to start adding more because they may be getting worn uh, of listening to me. Um, so I don't feel like two is a posse, but maybe it is. <laughs> I literally have a posse. I have about eight at this point that I call upon regularly. <gasps> you know, we need our friends in heaven. We sure do. We, we need our friends in heaven. Um, and I think that is so important. So what, I don't know if I, if I want to, what's your favorite sacramental? 
Um, well, I work for Family Rosary, so I might want to say Family Rosary, but, but the power for me, this is the power of the rosary that it is for holding Mary's hand. I mean, there's been times in my life where I couldn't even pray. So just holding on to my rosary was all I could do. And that comfort that comes, you know, I, I remember a time in my life where I would grab a, a, a worry stone, but I don't need a worry stone anymore. Now I have my rosary beads and I can, it's actually, has a grace of, and a blessing and a prayer because all sacramentals have a prayer connected with it. So it is a prayer of the church. So as I'm praying this, our blessed mother is, is, is hearing, she's interceding, the church is praying. It's just like a beautiful plus. They're very collectible. I have, I, my goal in life is to die with at least one rosary for each day. So I think 365 wow. of them. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that's a good goal. I'm up to about maybe a month's worth. <laughs> wow. I, what, that's amazing. Um, I, it's funny. I used to, I used to work as a, a religious education director and oftentimes people would give me rosaries as gifts. And I almost always wound up giving them away. Not because I didn't like them because I kept thinking, okay, I have one in my purse. I have one next to my bed and now I actually have two in my purse, but how many rosaries do I personally need? So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I'm a collector of much of anything anymore, to be honest. <laughs> a collector of squirrels and rosaries. That's my life pretty much summed up in okay. a. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so that, that varies. The rosary is a beautiful sacramental and it is a beautiful prayer of the church. What are some other sacramentals? What are other, some more Catholic swag? What are some <laughs> other ones? I love that uh-huh. phrase, Catholic swag. Catholic swag. <laughs> uh, I love prayer Cards. In fact, the, one of the very first encounters I had with sacramentals was over, my goodness, at this point, 40 years ago. Is that possible when I'm only 29? Apparently it is. Uh, over 40 years ago, I was, <laughs> I made a friend and I'd go, to, I went to her home just about every weekend and part of sleeping over her home meant you had to go to church. And I, I grew, I was born into a Catholic family, but we were definitely Cape Catholics, those Christmas, uh, Easter, uh, Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday is like the only four times we went to church. So I started to go to mass with them and, and learn more about the faith. And she would every day, the mom of this, of this friend, every night she would recline to this chair in her, I will never forget like this beautiful wing back chair, the little side table. And she had a stack of, of, uh, prayer cards that was almost as big as the Bible next to it. She just had millions of them. And I remember one day just asking her, cause I'd never, I mean, we had prayer cards, but in, um, in, in, in like my grandmother would have them, but most of them were like funeral cards. I didn't realize that you could, that there was the saints out there that you could pray with. Anyway, so this card she gave me was St. Therese, and she told me about the little flower and that you could pray to her, and she would shower you with roses that let you know that your prayer has been heard. Not that it will be answered the way you want it, but that it will be God's will, but that it will be heard. And she gave me this laminated St. Therese card with this prayer on the back, which was a novena, which is usually nine days, but God had mercy on this ADD girl. And so my first novena, is a five-day, St. Therese's Novena is a five-day prayer. I still have that card. I'm looking at it right now as we speak. I pray it all the time. I pray it when I travel specifically. And um, it is just beautiful. And and I'm kind of a brat. I could just end with this, that I'm kind of a brat. You're supposed to just be open to any rose showing up. And um, 
I figure now with the internet, like you just see roses everywhere, right? That's just a thing. So I always ask for purple roses. And just the other day, I was, I'm praying in this novena, I'm giving a retreat to the deacons, um, in our diocese, which is an honor. And I'm, I'm kind of a little overwhelmed and excited, but nervous. My, my husband, a deacon told me I should give a silent retreat. Anyway, so I'm praying this novena and I did it the other, yeah, he's totally said that to me. Why don't you just give a silent retreat? I was praying it the other morning and before I even got to bed and I said, you know, St. Therese, if you, you, I'm a little impatient and I just want to know that my prayer is being heard. If I could get that purple rose just a little early, that would be great. And then I got out of bed, grabbed my phone and the very first message that popped up was a woman that had she's her husband's in the diaconate program and we're mentors for this class which is an honor and a half Uh, anyway she had taken a picture that night the night before in the church that had uh, saint therese with purple roses below it but she didn't send it to me to that morning so i just this is the things that i love about our faith is so mystical and if you open up your heart to these god moments to these godsidences as i call them they're abounding so each one of these sacramentals these prayers these statues these uh novenas or whatever the, the scriptures even whatever we turn to when we open up our hearts then god does amazing things through our it again it prepares your heart to receive these amazing moments of grace that god has for you I think it's it's great to use the word mystical, and that implies just sort of this ethereal, otherworldly sort of idea. We we do have mystical experiences, and there are great mystics in our in our faith, of course. But these sacramentals are so visible and so helpful. It's, they serve as reminders. They they really serve as beautiful reminders of who we are. And you know, when you were saying like just holding on to your rosary, you know, when I was a little kid. I didn't know how to pray the rosary at all. I didn't learn how to actually pray the rosary until I was like sometime in my twenties. I would just pray Hail Marys. I had no, I had no idea about mysteries or anything like this, right? Yeah. But at night when I was afraid, I would hold on to that rosary, wouldn't let go of it. And I still do it. When I wake up in the middle of the night now and I can't fall asleep, which is, you know, when you're a, a woman of a certain age, this is a, this happens <laughs> frequently. And so that rosary is just right there right next to my bed, two are drawn to things that we can see. They're reminders. Like in my office, I have a, a picture of Jesus. I have a picture of Mary. I have prayer cards around of my favorite saints. You know, we we need physical reminders because we forget. Well, I just think that God made us a, a cardinal being with all the senses. Why would he not then try to engage with us through all of the senses? You right. know, we have bells. That, like I just learned the other day that church bells are blessed. So that when they resound, that noise is a blessing to all who hear it. Like, what? That's amazing. How did I not know this, right? And and we bless our church buildings, right? Which is, it's going to include your stained glass windows. If Mm -hmm. you're you're blessed enough to have those in your church, you know, uh, stained glass windows, you have images of saints, you have statues of saints. Um, All of those things are, you know, relics. Um, they're all part of how we say, okay, this is real. Right. You know, yes, we all long for heaven. Not, not today. Um, (laughs) Like I don't want to go today, (laughs) but those things point to that reality that someday we're going to get there. But how do we get there with all of this helps us to realize who we are and what we're about. You know, it says something. 
And I think we also long to see God somehow, some way, to, like you said, to know that this is real and that he does make himself very tangible, very uh, visible. We just have to open our hearts and our minds to see it. And he's given us lots and lots and lots of beautiful ways. I have 10 chapters in this book. So I know at least 10 different ways that we can encounter Christ visibly in our world. And that's what I love about the book. The, the cover is absolutely beautiful. It, it It really is beautiful. But you say you can't judge a book by its cover, and that's true, but the book should be aesthetically pleasing, and it is very much so. But the content is more important, really, and that the Allison really is, if you read this, you're going to get some great ideas about how you can incorporate sacramentals and the prayers that go along with them, novenas, all of that into your own prayer life. And it doesn't mean that you have to do all the things at all the time. Amen. Yes. You know, I think we get caught up in that. And I have to do it right. I kind of laugh when people say, well, what happens if I forget it one day of the novena? Just do two. It's okay. Like God knows whatever happened to you that day that you forgot that day of the novena. He, it's okay. We judge ourselves so much more harshly than, than he does. But so the, all of these sacramentals are just ways to remind ourselves to focus on God. That, that's really what they're about. Um, so. You know, every week, every week on the podcast, I try to leave people with a little tidbit. The idea that we can do small things, and you said it too, that you just open up your eyes and, and you look around and do you look at the eyes through the eyes of faith? And when we do, we see things. So let's offer one way, not lukewarm challenge, how they can embrace sacramentals. Well, my challenge is for them to learn about one new sacramental and or devotion. Some sacramentals have a devotion attached to it, like the the sacred heart. Um, so my that is my challenge to learn about a new sacramental or devotion and then contemplate how they can incorporate that incorporate that some way into their life. And I, I love that there is a huge variety. So I'm, I have ADHD. So for me to always pray the same prayer every day, that's just not going to happen. That my brain will not allow myself to do that. And I love that it's okay for me to, you know, be on a, a divine mercy chaplet kick. And then maybe I fall off on that for a little bit, but then I pick up, um, doing a, a particular novena or playing the rosary or even visio divina, which is just, you know, looking at art prayerfully there's so many different ways to encounter christ that's my challenge it's he doesn't limit us i think we might sometimes limit ourselves amen in in those in in how to encounter him and ways to see him in the world um he's unfathomable i love that that expression that god is an unfathomable god we're never going to figure out everything about god so don't limit just just keep exploring and you will be amazed. I've had my knock, my socks knocked off so many times in preparing for encountering, writing, encountering signs of faith because I just didn't realize how deep and wide and beautiful the Catholic faith is. It is. And, and there's something in there for everyone and everyone doesn't have to follow the same saint. I mean, there's, I don't remember. I once looked up how many named saints we have. I can't even, I don't even remember. It was probably, Oh, like 10,000? Am I, am I saying something insane? Is that too many? I, I, I don't know. I heard that number, but it's gotta be pretty close. I just learned a new one this, just this week. Saint Expedius. Um, he is the saint of getting things, pr- prayers answered quickly 
and I just saw him at work. We, uh, it, it saw him at work at work. Oh, that's kind of funny. Saw, <laughs> saw him answering prayer at something at work and it was incredible. Like how quickly. So yeah. add Saint Expedius to your Saint Posse. Just there you go. And, and new saints are added all the time. Yes. Uh, you know, and the other thing that I love as the church is, is so diverse, we're starting to, we've, we add, saints from all over the world we add because the catholic church is not just in america right it's all over the world there are married saints you know a young man was we have young people who become saints um the the one that i invoke a lot uh, because i use technology a lot is blessed carlo acuti um Mm -hmm. he's from italy no bias there on my part none Um, i didn't didn't see that coming at all (laughs) And <laughs> I knew where you were going with this new saint and young person. I'm like, oh, I don't know if they officially have given him the patron saint of technology, but I certainly invoke him as I, the patron saint. <laughs> I am right there with you. I mean, he used to play video games and he created an entire website on Eucharistic miracles in the world like that that now travels the world. Like people, yeah, I don't think everybody's been to that. So amazing to go if you haven't to or even just to read about the Eucharistic miracles through Blessed Carlo's um, website. Like what a, an amazing legacy to leave behind. Um, one of the first saints to do such a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a saint for everyone. And Allison has 10 different saints. No, I think a little bit more than 10 different saints. I, I ended up just, yeah, a, a couple more. I did a saint sidebar for each of the chapters, but then also in the chapter, I may have talked about, you know, for instance, the rosary of his father, Patrick Payton, who I adore. I live very close to where he's buried and he's a huge part of my life. But then obviously the rosary it has many other saints connected to it, St. Dominic, Blessed Alan. Um, so I, I tried to include as many that I could around the, the devotions. So, yeah, yeah. you'll, you'll meet so, at least 15 to 20 new saints okay. to add to your posse. All right. See that? So Allison has managed to combine the interesting and amazing story of how her daughter, Faithy, came mm-hmm. to become a part of their family with the sacramentals, that have helped her in her own personal life, the saints that we can all count on and call on as we need to, and also included are some ideas for novenas and prayers. That's also in the book. And you're going to get an education, but not the kind of education that is hard to read or difficult to understand. It is a great book. I I read it on vacation um, a couple of months ago, and I really liked the chapter on St. Gemma Galgani. Oh. And not because she's Italian, okay? I just, I like her. I like her a lot. It's a good story. Um, and it is a good story. Most of our saints have really good stories, as do the sacramentals that go with them. Where can you buy the book? Well, I always send people to their local Catholic bookstores, support the local Catholic bookstores. And if you are looking for it, somebody else might be blessed by it. So don't be afraid to go up to the counter and ask for them to put it into their store. And then you can get it any other place. Um, Ave Maria Press has it. And, when it, uh, and obviously you can order it through Amazon or any of those. Uh, Encountering Signs of Faith, My Unexpected Journey with Sacramentals, the Saints, and the Abundant Grace of God by Allison Jingris. Great book and our Not Lukewarm Challenge. I'm going to say it again. To learn about a devotion or a sacramental and incorporate that into your prayer life in the next week or so. Allison, thank you. Thank you, Dia. This was wonderful. I love spending time with you. I 
as well. Very uplift. As always, I will drop all of the links to everything we've talked about and where you can find Allison online in the show notes. And I will see you all again next week. And until then, continue to live not lukewarm. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.